Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. How you doing, everyone? I'm Ross Salzberg, and I want you all to listen up now and get a load of this. In the world of sports, there's no question about it, none whatsoever. The Super Bowl is the show of shows. I mean, I can't wait to see the Chiefs and Bucks get it on. But what I can't do without is this two-week wait for the big battle to take place. Plus, I'm also going to talk about Deshaun Watson's demand to be traded from the Houston Texans. And I also want to address gender identity in the world of sports. Is it political correctness or is it political incorrectness? So like I said, listen up because you're really going to want to get a load of this. All right, it is time for the big game. It's the final week. See what I said? It's the final week because we've just had to wait two weeks. Now, now, don't get me wrong, folks. I am fully aware, fully aware that Tom Brady is the GOAT, the greatest of all time, G-O-A-T. No if, ands, or buts about it. But yesterday, I was thumbing through my, um, my New York Post, which is my favorite newspaper, and I'm probably actually dating myself by saying uh, thumbing through because we're now in the internet era. But that's what I was doing, thumbing through the paper. Anyway, there's this two-page story on Brady. But not just Brady, on his wife, Giselle Bunchen and his ex-girlfriend, Bridget Moynihan, who he left for Bunchen. And how two months after their split, Moynihan found out that she was pregnant with Brady's baby, son Jack, who is now 13. Brady also has a son and daughter with Bunchen. So here's my question And I'm going to put it as simple as possible. Who gives a shit? I mean, really. Who cares? And how they're all friends now? And and I'm reading this and I'm saying this is what's wrong when you have this two-week wait. And again, folks, if I'm nitpicking, so be it. But I'm reading how... uh, Tom and Giselle and Bridget, they're all friends, and, and, and Giselle and Bridget, they talk on the phone, 
and and how Tom Brady loves his kids and how Tom Brady was so happy that his son Jack was able to see him in the playoff game and, and how he loves his family. Hey, you don't get merit points for loving your family. That's what you're supposed to do. And I'm not knocking Brady. I'm just, this, <laughs> this is the nonsense we get when you have this stupid two-week wait. Really. But you get this stuff because that's the time that you get between the two weeks, between the conference championships and the Super Bowl. <coughs> Excuse me. I mean, I remember Super Bowl 25. Giants get there by beating the 49ers out in San Francisco. And in doing so, not only did they get to the Super Bowl, they stopped the Niners from their chance of having a Super Bowl three-peat. But right from there for the Giants and for everybody else covering, it was down to Tampa for the Super Bowl, which was a week later. A week later. And you know what we covered? We covered all the stuff pertinent to the game. And don't get me wrong. Like, anybody who knows me over my years at Channel 9 and Channel 5 in New York... I've always covered different stories. You know, you, you want to get certain features. But really, I mean, we're talking about relationships. What are we doing, Dear Abby columns? I mean, enough. That's why I can't stand these two-week waits. I, I just think, I, I get, listen, I mentioned Super Bowl twenty-five, which was... 1990, so we're talking about 30, 31 years. Well, this is 55, so it's 30 Super Bowls ago. But I get it. The game is so much bigger and all that. But on top of everything, here we are in this pandemic. I, I, I mean, if you want to talk about how the pandemic affects us and all that, fine, but I don't know. I, I, I'm not interested in the love life of Tom Brady or his family activities. Please, enough. All right. Enough said on that. I did my, I've done my griping. Now uh, let's get to the game itself. And folks, I have done all my permutations and combinations, and you can look at all kinds of statistics. And to me, when it's all said and done, Drum roll, please. All signs for me point to a Kansas City Chiefs victory. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not taking anything away from the Bucks or the greatest of all time, 43-year-old Tom Brady. But I believe youth will be served, just like it was served in last year's Super Bowl. 25-year-old Patrick Mahomes has proven he can beat you, and I I think I mentioned this last week to you. He can beat you in every which way. Every which way. He can beat you in front of you, next to you, behind you, throwing, running. He's a tremendous leader. I'll, I'll tell you this right now. He's as much of a leader as I have ever seen leadership come from a quarterback. And I'm saying that into a guy who's in his fourth year. Okay, 
we're talking about a very, very, very special young man. All you got to do is look at last year's playoffs. In their first game, he trailed, well, say he, Kansas City trailed Houston. That's right, the Texans and Deshaun Watson, who I'm going to talk about in a little bit, 24-0. This is not just in a regular season game. This is in a playoff game where, the, where the, the, you're under a magnifying glass, your collar you think is going to get tight, everything is going to tighten up on you. No. Chiefs stuck with it. Mahomes wasn't phased. And they romped. They go to the next game. At one point, they were trailing twice. They were trailing 10 0 to, to the Tennessee Titans and 17 7. Come back, win the big game. They go to the Super Bowl. They're trailing in the Super Bowl 21 0. In the Super Bowl. This is not a veteran quarterback. This is a young quarterback, like it was nothing, was not phased. You know, if, if Tom Brady's leading that comeback, that's one thing. He's he's the greatest of all time. But this was a young, this is a young kid. Not was is a young kid. The thing that Mahomes ha Mahomes has, we know his ability, his talent. He can throw going backwards. He can throw going sideways. He can throw off the right foot, off the left foot. He can uh, innovate and flip it left-handed. He can do it all. But the one thing that Mahomes has that you can teach, you just to me, either you just have it or you don't have it. It's poise. You can teach you can teach a player uh, to be aggressive. But, but, well, th to me, it, there are two things in life that you can't teach. It's not just on a football field, it's in life. But you can't teach hunger and you can't teach poise. Hunger is not something that you think you can taste. It's not just an acquired taste. Because if you never had an empty belly, you don't know what an empty belly feels like. But right now, I'm just talking about poise. And poise is something that this kid, Patrick Mahomes, has... He has a Brinks truck full of poise. I don't think anything phases him. I don't think he takes anything for granted. I think he's got guts. Well, quite frankly, maybe, maybe I, sh I shouldn't just say that he's got guts because, you know what? You can't play this game of football, this great game of football, if you don't have guts. But then again, some people have more guts than others. You know, it's like we always say, who wants the ball in the big moment? Who who wants the, to have the ball in your hands with the game is on the line? It's the quarterback with the big guts. What receiver wants the ball with the game on the line? Fourth down, 10 yards to go for the game-winning touchdown, otherwise you lose. Who is that receiver? Those are things you can't teach. Who's the guy that you want on a basketball court with the game on a line, down one, taking that last shot as time's running out? 
Not everybody wants that. It's the guys with the guts and the poise. Who wants to get up to the plate in a baseball game, down three, two out, bottom of the ninth? Not everybody wants the bat in hand. It's guts and poise. And I just think this kid, Patrick Mahomes, has the poise, uh, you know, that's really second to none. And again, I said, I think the Chiefs can beat you. I know they can beat you any which way. They can beat you from being in front of you. They can beat you from coming behind uh, in a tight game. In a, they can beat you every which way. And here's to me what it comes down to. I don't think that the same applies to the Bucks. Well, like, listen, we know Brady has come from behind. We know Brady's come from behind in his last great Super Bowl victory. But it's a different Brady now. And I, I, I just think this team is programmed, when I say this team, the Chiefs to come from behind if they have to. I, I think with the Bucks, it's a different story. If, if should Kansas City jump out to a quick start and a quick lead, I think they'll be very, very difficult to beat. And I personally think that's going to happen. I think Casey's going to get out fast. And if he gets out fast, when I say he, the Chiefs, if the Chiefs get out fast and, um, you know, a substantial lead, what's a substantial lead? 10 nothing, 14 nothing. It's the Super Bowl. People start to press. And, you, you know, you want to start to make things happen. And I think Brady then might force some passes. And that might cause some interceptions. And that would be all she wrote. And don't get me wrong. Uh, I can't say enough great things. And the guy is clearly the greatest of all time. How many times have I already said it here? But, you know... Had the Packers won last week's game, and they certainly could have if it wasn't some for some quite frankly gutless calls by the coaches for not going for it on fourth down. But that's done. I I, I just think if if Brady would have lost, if the Bucks would have lost last week, you know what everybody would have been talking about? Yeah, Tom was good, but. Obviously, there's a difference because he threw three interceptions in that second half. And not only did he throw three interceptions, but he threw three interceptions on three consecutive possessions. So Brady wasn't great last week. I, I just, I'm sorry, I like Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. And... If it's a close game, when I say close, within a touchdown, I see Kansas City winning 24-17. But I'll be frank with you. I wouldn't be surprised if Kansas City won at 34-17. I'll tell you a key. I'll give you a key for the Bucks. If the Bucs are going to win the game and have a good shot at winning the game, 
you want to keep Mahomes off the field. And the best way to do that is not with Brady passing. It's for a Leonard Fournette running game. That will be a key if the Bucs have victory. If the Bucs are going to have to throw uh, on all their downs and throw a lot, if they can't establish a running game, they are going to be in severe trouble. Okay? They will. So that's my... Take it any which way, folks, but I picked the Kansas City Chiefs. As I said, I'm leaning towards a 24-17 game, Chiefs winning, but if it's 34-17, I won't be at all surprised, okay? Won't be at all surprised. Now I want to talk about this business because it's disturbing me. And, and, you know, it's not just in football. Quite frankly, it's becoming in all sports. Um, Deshaun Watson. Listen, I love this young man coming out of college. Great. I mean, this he's got he's got what I was talking about earlier. He's got poise and he's had the taste of hunger in his life. He knows what have an empty belly feels like. So I admired everything about him when he was in college. And I admired him since he's become a pro. And I I couldn't have been happier for a young man when he signed that uh, four-year extension. What was it, back in September? A four-year extension. I believe, well, it was just a shade under $160 million, Like of $156 million. Folks, what are we talking about here? We're talking about $40 million a year. $40 $40 million a year in any language. That's a lot of money. Whether it's guilt, De Niro, moolah, shkarol, rubles, yen, whatever the hell you want to call it, $40 million a year is $40 million a year. And less than, what is it, six months later? Six months later, I'm counting the months on my fingers. Six months later, he wants out because he's upset. I, I, I guess this all started. He was upset that he wasn't conferred with or the way they picked a new general manager. Or Look, I don't get this. I never will. All I know is, if I went in during my entire career and and told the powers to be, listen, I want to say in who's going to be the program director, uh, the news director at, at the TV station, they would tell me to blow it out my ass. And they would have been well within their rights. I signed a contract. They were they they weren't treating the Texans weren't treating Deshaun Watson like a piece of garbage. Four years, I mean, six months later, a hundred and sixty million dollar contract, and now he wants out. I, I demanding to be traded. I I think it's embarrassing. I, it it doesn't look good on Deshaun. 
I, I, I think it's nuts. I remember when Odell Beckham Jr. was with the Giants. And I was very close with Odell Beckham Jr. Folks, if you've listened to my podcast, those of you who've been fans for a while, uh, I mean, you know I was close with the guy. Loved the guy. Used to talk to him on the phone. Always had pleasant chats in the locker room. And I remember the day we were standing in his locker, it was late. Just the two of us talking. And Odell had said to me, you know, Russ, I just don't think they respect me here. And I looked at Odell in in dead seriousness and said, Odell, do yourself a favor. Please don't ever say that again. He said to me, say what? Say that they don't respect me here. They don't appreciate me here. Well, I feel that way. Odell, they gave you a $90 million contract. $90 million. You look stupid. You look foolish by saying that. I mean, if you got hurt feelings about something or other issues, God bless. Don't say that. Somebody's paying you that kind of money. They appreciate you. They respect you. Otherwise, you wouldn't get that kind of shkarol, moolah, gelt, do re mi. Okay? And I say the same thing to Deshaun Watson. And and you see, it's easy for me to say if I'm an owner, I tell the player, go blow it out your ass. You're playing for me. But it's a very hard thing to do because the quarterback is the most important position in all the sports. It is. You know, you, you, you got 11 guys on each side. It starts with the quarterback. Well, the quarterback in the center. They're touching a ball on every play. Really? So so what is an owner? Are you going to force a guy to stay? Because if you force him to stay, this is what I want for my leader. He doesn't want to be here. It's a disaster waiting to happen. And it's bullshit. It's not right. And I think players need to look in the mirror and grow up. And I I don't even like saying that about Deshaun Watson. Because this kid had a tough life. You know, plenty of hunger in his family. When he got that contract, I couldn't have been happier. Plauded. Well-deserved. Terrific young player. And what? Now... Six months after signing a $156 million four-year extension, I want out. And it's headlines every day. I got to hear about it and read about it. It's too much. It's just too much. Really. I'm very disappointed to see that. I, I don't, I've never liked it. To me, a contract is a contract. I've been in the broadcasting business since 1983. I've never once in in my little small world of Russ Salzburg, never once 
ask for a contract or anything to be renegotiated. And quite frankly, I don't believe in it. And that's why I'm not a hypocrite when I criticize somebody else. Not once. I sign a contract. It's a contract. If I didn't like it, then I shouldn't have signed with it. And if I liked it, and, and believe me, th there were times you have a hard negotiation and you don't get exactly what you want. But you got to get past mad. You don't walk around and grind your teeth. You grow up. You grow a pair of balls and act like a man. You go out and do your job. And then when the next go around comes, you got two choices. You can leave or you can leave anytime, but you don't get paid or you, you can leave. Or you negotiate a new deal when your contract is up. But there's nothing that says you, you have to. Who says you have to? Because people in the media are going to write about it. Because, listen, I, I'm not blaming anybody in the media when they write about this because this is sexy stuff. And you know what? The NFL really doesn't give a shit because it keeps the NFL, NFL front and center. But you know what? It looks bad on the NFL players. So while I respect Deshaun Watson a great deal, and I'm a Deshaun Watson fan. I'm sorry. Because always remember this, folks. Always remember this. And I've seen this with plenty of, of in, in, in plenty of sports. There's always that coach and there's always that team who thinks, well, it'll be different for him here. He'll be happy here. We'll make him happy here. We can resurrect this guy here. And then it bites you on ES. But everybody always thinks, and listen, you got a talent like Deshaun Watson, oh, let's bring him in. I'm sorry. I am sorry. And I've said this to you before. I will say it again now, you know, because a lot of the talk is Deshaun Watson you know, Jets should get him here in New York. Jets should get him here in New York. Give up on Sam Donald. Like I always said, to me, Sam Donald wasn't the problem. The problem was Sam Donald wasn't surrounded with able-bodied, high-ability players. Surround them with players, and you have draft picks to do that. In cap space, well, stuff can happen. That's just me, but, but you know, you can debate that all the time. I just don't think that, I, I, I just don't like when players do this. I think it sets a bad example on the league. It makes the person look bad. It's just not a good, it's not a good optic for Deshaun Watson. I wish Deshaun the best of luck. I just don't like it. Six months ago, he signs a $40 million a year contract for four years, a shade under. Give or take a few million, $156 million to be exact. And six months later, he wants out. Are you kidding me? Something is bad wrong when stuff like that happens. And finally, I want to address something. Now, I'm going to make this perfectly clear. Right off the top, so there's no miscommunication, misconception, what I'm saying. 
I don't care if you are straight or you're gay. I don't care if you want to be a man or a woman. I support your freedom to be whoever and whatever you want to be. If you're a guy you want to walk around with the, with the dress on and rouge and lipstick, God bless. I don't care. You're not harming me. You're not harming yourself. You're living your life. You're, I don't care. Man, woman, love whoever you want to love. As long as you respect other people, I don't care. But this issue now with this transgender identity that it's, it could really wreck the world of female sports. I, I've had discussions, even talk about it with my wife. Discussion with, but Russ, you got to be careful what you say. No, I'm being careful what I say. I'm just being honest. I, I'm not condemning anybody. I believe anybody has the right to be who they want to be. If you want to have a, a, a sex change operation, God bless. Listen, I grew up in an era where the phrase living in a closet was quite prevalent. Any gay person that we knew was in a closet. Anybody with gender identity issues had a problem. It, it was under the rug in the closet. So when I see today, people don't realize what people went through, female and male, back in the day. But this is today. You cannot have, this is my opinion, and if somebody cannot understand, what I can't understand is how certain people and the powers to be, and this has nothing to do with being Republican, Democrat, so I don't want to hear any of that. This is right down the middle of the road for me. I do not understand. It, Girls work their entire lives to achieve something, whether they're great basketball players or track stars or whatever they are. Gymnasts, whatever they are, Olympic stars, whatever they are. And all of a sudden, a male goes through the transition to become a female and now is competing and winning. And it's happened in the world of sports. It's happened on a track field. I don't think that's fair. Now, somebody might argue, but, but Russ, you, you're telling people on one hand they could be who they want to be. Yes, but a male is born with certain strengths and muscles differently than a female. That's why in the world of sports, folks, it differentiates in rules in various sports. For example, in golf, there's the ladies' tees and the men's tees. Let's take it one step further. Okay? The world of tennis. I mean, Serena Williams is one of the greatest athletes I have ever seen. 
I used to think Martina Navratilova was exceptional. I mean, I mean there was a lot of, it's been a lot of great female tennis players. But I mean, listen, Serena is, when we talk about goats, she might very well be the goat of women's tennis. Greatest of all time. But in men's tennis, matches can go the limit of five. How come in women's tennis, they only can go the limit of three? Is there a question about strength? Is there a question about endurance? Obviously, there's a reason. I just don't believe it's fair to the women. Let me ask you a question. Remember a few years back when Bruce Jenner made the transition to Caitlyn Jenner? Now, we're talking about a decathlon, a decathlete, an Olympic decathlon champion. Suppose Bruce Jenner, back when he was competing, decided he wanted to be a female decathlon, decathlete, whatever you want to call it. I'm sorry. I don't think that would have been fair to the women competing against him or against her. So, yeah, if, if he wanted to go to transition from Bruce to Caitlin back then, I don't think it would have been fair. Not on the track. I don't think it would have been fair. And if you are going to perceive that as me being bigoted or homophobic or whatever the hell you want to call it, then shame on you. Because that's what I'm talking about, this political correctness and political incorrectness. And I think we're spending so much time on political correctness these days that the world has become politically incorrect. Just something for you to think about. But once again, before I bid you a goodbye, again, I like the Chiefs 24-17, but I wouldn't be at all surprised if you saw a 34-17 Kansas City Chiefs final score and a repeat in the Super Bowl. And that, my friends, now is a wrap on today's Get a Load of This. Now I'd like to be able to get a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. You can do that on Twitter at Russ Salzberg. You can always check me out on Facebook. You can also check me out on my website at russsalzberg.com. I'd like to thank my... I keep calling it my new home. What is it? it is still rel- relatively new here at Believe.com because Believe.com is the number one podcast network for professionals. But above all, as always, I'd like to thank you, the people out there, because without you, the people, I'd have nobody here to be talking to. So until next time, it is I, Ross Salzberg, saying to each and every one of you, bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Have a great week, and enjoy the Super Bowl. Thank you. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface.